Thank you for joining us for this message from Cornerstone Community Church in Lynchburg, Virginia. Here's Pastor Willie Taylor. You know, I thought about uh, when the COVID situation hit, I said, you know, this is really good uh, because uh, I was wondering how we could cut down on our greeting time. And with the COVID situation, we weren't able to greet <laughs> and do all the all the talking, all that kind of stuff. We had to do it in our coffee ministry, which we'll bring back at some point in time, and also after church. But um, just want you to know, we won't probably go back to the five, six, seven minutes we used to have for greeting time, uh, because uh, I, I want you to partake of the coffee ministry in the area out there and, and really get to know each other. So anyway, uh, you're all so great at interacting with one another. And it was hard for me to uh, get you back. <laughs> uh, especially if you stood up and went around. Oh my goodness gracious. That was good. Today is the second part of a message that I started uh, two weeks ago, week before last, and it was entitled, How to Have Success Living in a Way That Pleases God. This is part two of that message. And we said that because of the mercies of God that Paul gave in, in Romans chapter 11, verse 32. Let's look there as a review. It says, For God has shut up all, and that means enclosed together, all in disobedience. This is talking about the Jews, of course, and the, and, and the Gentiles. He shut up everybody in disobedience, it says, so that... He may show mercy to all. And I, I, I ended that area by saying that we need to make much of God. Make much of God. And I, I think that, that that's what our, our worship should be doing also, is making much of God. And it was a great uh, worship. Thank you, Stella and the team, uh, for leading the congregation into making much of God. We gave two things two weeks ago. Uh, we only covered verse 1 of Romans chapter 12. Let's look there. So Romans chapter 12, verse 1. Therefore, and of course we said that it said therefore because of the mercy that God was showing all of mankind. Therefore I urge you, brethren, by the mercies of God, meaning in view of all the mercies that God 
is showing and has shown and will show to present your bodies a living sacrifice, a living and a holy sacrifice, acceptable, which means well-pleasing to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. So if we had to just say, what will we really, what can we take away from the first message is that two things make much to do of God. God's mercy, God's love, his compassion, and just what is God to you? What do you need? We need everything that God has, don't we? Everything. Not just his mercy, but his mercy, of course, we said we need his love. He is love, but he shows mercy because he loves us. So we're going to make much to do of God. So that's number one. And number two is that because of that, now we can present our bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable in his sight which is our reasonable service of worship. So I want to let you know that you cannot, I cannot, none of us can really present our bodies the way God wants us to pre- present our bodies. That means every, every part of our being, we need to present that to God as a living and a holy sacrifice, which is well-pleasing well to him. But we're not going to do that if we don't think God, if we don't think he is all that he is. He's everything. You can't name one thing that you did today that you don't need God or didn't need God to do. Just to wake up. It was God. It wasn't you. If he took the breath of life from us, we would not have woken up, would we? We can see, smell, taste, walk, just name it. Uh, I bet you did not have to tell your heart, feet. No. It's God. Everything is God. So we need to make much to do of God. And without that, we're not going to present him. Now, the today's message, that was reviewed today's message, we're going to go over part of a verse. And we're still in Romans. We're going over to Romans chapter 2. Romans 12, verse 2. We're going to go there. Verse 1, we went through the whole verse last time. This time we're going over just part of verse 2 in Romans 12. It says, And do not... Be conformed to this world. That's all we're going to go over today. That part of the verse. 
Because there's a lot in that verse now. There's a lot in that part of verse. A lot in there. Just the word and. Just think about it. And. So it's connecting what we went over. Meaning that because of the mercies of God, in light of those mercies, not only are we going to present our bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable in his sight, which is our reasonable service of worship, not only are we going to do that, and we're going to do this part of the verse also in, in verse 2. And do not. Do not. Do not be. Now, that do not be is normally, it's, uh, it's this present tense, which, which means generally, continue to do what you're doing. I want to, I want to repeat this action. Like, like it says in Ephesians, it says, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Well, it's not just be filled with the Holy Spirit. The tense of that, the present tense, means continue to be filled, continue to be filled, continue to be filled, continue to be filled. It doesn't stop. It doesn't stop. But when it's negative, like it is here, do not be conformed to this world. Do not. That negative is not there. It's telling us it's the present imperative, which means that stop doing what you were doing. That's what it means. You can't continue now because it's negative. And do not. So he's saying. Stop being conformed to this world. Stop it. Stop. And it would be nice if it were a suggestion, but it's not. It's a command. It's a command. Stop being conformed. Stop it. So it also means that we are being conformed to this world. Why say something that we're already doing? We're not already doing it. We're not. And so it's, it's a wake-up call for me and, and all of us is that if we're going to live a life that glorifies God, that honors God, uh, we have to do some changing. So I want to know, how do I live successfully to please God? Because I want to please God. The scripture tells us that Jesus wanted to please God. Didn't he? Jesus said that I always do that which pleases 
my father. He didn't say, now I sometimes do what pleases the father. No, he didn't say that. Always, always. And you say, well, you know, that's Jesus. Well, the Holy Spirit is given to us. The Holy Spirit is given to us so that we will be conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. So that means that I don't have to stay like I am. I can go forward. The sanctification process will continue as long as I am in this body. It will continue. And that's a good thing to know, that we haven't arrived. Is it anybody here that has arrived already, that you already sanctified all that you're going to ever be? You're just like Jesus. You always do always what pleases God. Is that the way you are? I'm not there. My hand's not up. I saw a half a hand go up. But that's our, our daily desire to do that. It is. Do not. Now that word conformed is an interesting word too because that word conform means to fashion a, a like to the same pattern outwardly. And I was going to bring for, 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 the, for the men, not the women, I was going to bring a bunt pan, because I've, I've done this verse before. Uh, and how many know what a bunt pan is? Okay. Okay. I saw about 15 hands go up. So that means that I should have bought my bunt pan, my Minerva's bunt pan. Uh, so you see what a bunt pan is. It has a hole in the middle, and it has ridges around the side. Anything you pour in there, if you, say, say you're going to make a cake and you have batter. You know, you mix up all the batter, the eggs and everything, you have the butter and all that kind of stuff. And you, 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 um, and you pour it in the bunt pan. You put it in the oven and bake it. You bring it out, you shake it, turn it over. Take it out. What is that going to look like? That that cake, is it going to look like a sheet cake? You know, the birthday cake you get from the, sometimes the, you know, the, the store, you get a sheet cake and everything for somebody's birthday. Is it going to look like that? Why not? Because you didn't put it in, a, in one of those rectangular Pans, you put it in a butt pan, and a butt pan has a certain shape. And whatever you put in it going to come out just like that pan. In other words, it's going to be fashioned outwardly. It doesn't say anything about it. We haven't, we haven't tasted the cake, so we don't know how it's going to taste. But we do know what it's going to look like. And, and so, so um, Paul is saying... 
to us, look, I don't want you to be poured into, I don't want you to be pressed into the pattern or the form of this world. Because this world has a form, it has a a pattern. And he doesn't want us to be pressed into that form. Another example that uh, I want to, in a word picture, is that when, when I saw the word pattern, I said, oh, I know who uses patterns. Because my mother was a seamstress, and she used to go buy a pattern, lay it out, and she would cut you know, everything out, just like the, the different patterns she had, and she would put it together, and she would have a dress. And she made it according to the pattern. Whatever that, that, that pattern looked like on the outside of it, that, 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 uh, it wasn't a box, but a little, whatever the thing was, that was the pattern was in, all the things. Um, it looked just like that. She followed the pattern. I don't want to follow the world's pattern. I really don't. My mother could go in a store and look at a dress, just examine it a little bit, go home, didn't have a pattern, but she could make it. And it looked just like the dress she saw in the store. I don't want to be in this system, the world, and I don't want to look at something, hear something, experience something, and then go do what I see, what I hear, what I experience. And I've told some people before, is that when I was in college and, and playing uh, sports, playing when I was playing football, when sports, but playing football uh, in a dorm, being around these other fellows from all different places in North Carolina, you hear languages and. If you're not careful, you'll start talking like they talk. And I don't know whether you've ever been uh, in locker room and stuff where men athletes are, uh, but I tell you, the language is not all that nice. And sometimes... Just talking in the regular conversation, there is profanity. I mean, just conversation. Not mad at anybody. It's just conversation. And they had to embellish it with, with just, you know, profanity. And I went home one holiday, and I was talking to my uh, brother-in-law, and I was doing the same thing. And... Next thing I hear is that, Willow Ray, come out. That was my mama. 
And she said, what is this I hear about you cursing? And I said, uh, she said, if I ever, ever hear of you using curse words, I'm going to wear you out. Now, here I am, a big football player in college, but I knew she was serious. And she tells my daddy, uh, then I'm done. It won't be no more football because it won't be no more me, you know. <laughs> so from that time on, I did not use, I talked like I'm supposed to talk. And I, what I heard, what I saw, I didn't go by the pattern of that world system. That's what he's telling us. Don't be conformed. Do not be conformed. Then it says, to this world. Now, the world is the system. Okay? It's, it's, it's the, just the world system. And that's, what, that's what he's talking about. That system. It's not the round globe. It's, it's the system. That's what it is. And... See, this world system, this age, let's say, age that we are living in, it has certain things that it's it's doing. What used to happen and how people used to do, what used to be on TV uh, when I was growing up is not on TV now unless you uh, have an inspirational channel or you know, uh, some type of uh, mechanism like we used to have. Uh, the elders we used to have a, a thing called clear play. Clear play. And, and, and when you put the clear play hooked onto your TV, then uh, 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 everything that came out was on, on, a, on a, especially a, a, when you buy a vi- video of a movie or something, it X's out all the profanity and all the sensuality. It X's all that out. Unless you have that, then the things they have on TV now, the people back when I was growing up and when your parents were growing up, probably, I mean, they were, they were probably, I mean, I, I tell you, it's, it's just like, like not, night and day because it's a different age. But we're not supposed to be conformed to this age. We're not. Well, what does the scripture say about this age, this world? Because uh, I'm not interested in what I think about this age, what you think about this age. You're not interested in what I think about this age. We want to know what does God say about this age. That's what we want. Let's look in John, the Gospel of John, chapter 14, verse 30. Let's go there. And it says, this is Jesus talking to his his disciples. I will not speak much more with you for the ruler of this world is coming, and he has nothing in me. Now, the rule of this world 
is Satan. It's Satan. So that means that if when you when you know that fact, then if he's the ruler of the world, then God's allowing him to do certain things for a season. So he's gonna keep pushing the envelope and pushing the envelope so that he's gonna try to corrupt every single person in the system, in this age, in this world. If he has anything to do with it, that's what he's going to do. So Christians, we have to be, what Virgil taught on last week, we have to be salt, we have to be light, we have to, we have to be what we're going to talk about today, we have to be that very, very seriously and take our responsibility very seriously that God has given us. Let's look at Galatians chapter 6. Let's go there. Verse 14, 15 through 15. Verse 14 says, But may it never be that I would boast except in the cross. Of our Lord Jesus. But may it never be, it said, that I never boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now listen to this. Through which the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. That is Profound. This, this, I mean, we're talking about crucifixion, and we know crucifixion. You don't get it. You, you don't get on the, to be crucified and live. When you crucified, you you're gonna die. So he's saying here that the world is dead to me, and I'm dead to this world. That's what he's saying. To this age, this system, I'm dead to it. I don't care what they're doing. I don't care what they're talking about. That's not what I do. That's not how I talk. That's not what I look at. That's not how I respond. That's the world system. I'm crucified to that. I'm dead to that. You say, whoa, hmm, that's kind of interesting. Verse 15 says, For neither is circumcision anything nor uncircumcision, but a new creation. So I don't care whether you're Jew or Gentile, it doesn't matter. Oh, since he shut everybody up into disobedience, everybody has to come through Jesus Christ. And therefore, once you get saved, then you are a new creation, is saying. So 2 Corinthians 5, 17, you don't have to turn to it. 
says, Therefore, if any man is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old things passed away. Behold, new things have come. Now all these things are from God. The next verse starts off. So, so when you when, when we give when we have given our life to Jesus Christ, it changes us. I mean, it changes us. We 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 are not the same. So when it, when when they have uh, and I, I've had that happen. Uh, my uh, fraternity brother uh, called the church, left a message. And he, he, was, he was a football player, but we, he was in, we, we were all in, in one of his uh, fraternities. And uh, I didn't call him back because that person he knows died. I don't want to talk about what we did online what they did to us online, uh, the old stuff and all this stuff. I don't want to talk about that. Now, I have to see God on it because if God wants me to do something for his sake, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. But I'm not interested in going back to a high school, college reunion, and just to see what everybody looked like. Because you got to wear name tags, because you hear about change, you know. Can't don't recognize them, you know. I'm not interested in going backwards. I'm a new creation, and I'm I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to heaven. I'm not I'm not I'm not I'm not back there. Because I'm a new creation. That's the only reason. Not because. Uh, He's not a nice fellow and all that kind of stuff. It's just that I'm not the same. I'm not interested in talking about that. I'm not interested in, in going there um, unless we're going to talk about Jesus Christ. Let's look at 1 John chapter 2. This is what we're talking about now. What does the Word say about the world system? Because we want, we want to know what, what God says. That's what we're interested in. What does God say? Verse 15 through 17. 1 John chapter 2, verse 14, 15 through 17. Verse 15 starts. Do not love the world, nor the things in the world. God must be he's serious about this thing. <laughs> If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. My goodness gracious. He doesn't give me a choice of walking the fence. For all, verse 16, for all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of of the, oh my goodness, the lust of the eyes, and the boastful pride of life, thinking we are something when we are nothing, because the Bible says that. 
Without Christ, we're nothing. So don't think we're somebody. Just because uh, I said, well, I went to college and I played football. I was on the scholarship. So what? Who cares? Yeah. See, the pride of life, the pride of life, is not from the Father, but it's from the world. Because when we, when we try to lift ourselves up, that's not God. Verse 17. The world is passing away, and also it's lust. But the one who does the will of God lives forever. I want to live forever. I don't want to experience the second death. I know we're all going to die at one time, another, um, except those who, of course, are alive when Jesus comes back. But we're all going to die. But I, want, I don't want to die the second death. I want to be with him. Let's look at 2 Corinthians chapter 6. Let's go there. Now, we're talking about the world system now. That's what we're talking about. 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14. I'll go down a little bit. It says, do not be bound together with unbelievers. For what partnership? of righteousness with lawlessness? Or what fellowship has light with darkness? Or what harmony has Christ with Belial? Or what has a believer in common with an unbeliever? Or what agreement has the temple of God with idols? For you are the temple of the living God. Just as God has said, I will dwell in them and walk among them. I will be their God and they will be my people. Therefore, come out from the midst and be separate, says the Lord. And do not touch what is unclean, and I will welcome you, and I will be a father to you, and you shall be sons and daughters to me, says the Lord Almighty. Is he serious about separating ourselves from the world? He is. Yes. Mm. Yes. And verse one of chapter seven of the same Second Corinthians says, "Therefore, having these promises, what promises? Those promises he said, I, 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 I'm gonna be a God to you. You know, you're gonna be mine. We, we're gonna we, we're together in this thing. Since we have these precious promises, beloved." Let us cleanse ourselves from all defilement of flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness 
just, just sanctification, in the fear of God. So God is serious. So when, when this verse is telling us, be not conformed to this world, God goes further and says, okay, what is conformity to the world? Because I said, well, I'm not conformed to this world. I wasn't conformed to the world when I was in college. I won't. Yes, I was. I just didn't know it. And see, we can be that way if you don't know what the Word of God says. So that's what we're, we're trying to do. I love the Word, and that's the only thing I'm going to give you. I cannot give you what I think. I can't give you what I have experienced. I'm not interested in that. I'm interested in what, only what God says in the right context. Okay. Don't want to take things out of context and understanding what it really means. But in addition to what I just read, we do live in this world. And uh, have you ever heard the saying, that person is so heavenly minded, they'll know what? Earthly good. You've heard it too? Wow. Now, I used to say, wait a minute. And you only said it to, about people who you call weird. They're, they're sold out for God. They're not interested in nothing but sanctification. You know, they're not, they're, not, they're not interested in all this worldly stuff. We said they're weird. They're so heavenly minded, they're no earthly good. They can't even hang out with nobody. You know? Well, let me tell you. I just read, and we just read, all these scriptures that, and this is not all the scriptures, but we read some scriptures, all these that I read. They are telling us we need to be sanctified. We need to be holy. We don't need to be like the world. We can't be letting the world press us into our bunt pan, into their bunt pan. We don't want that. We want, we want to be a free-flowing uh, cake mix that Jesus said, I want you to do this. I want you to do that. And so however Jesus looks, put my, my cake in his pan. That's where I want to be. That's where I want to be. Now, in addition to that, though, see, if I, if I leave it here, you're going to go away and say, man, I got to get, I got, I got to get sanctified. I got to get, I, I got to, I, I can't, I can't, I can't talk to this person over here because that person over here, they don't even go to church. I can't talk to them because uh, they're not sold out for God. They, they, they're half in the world. I want to give you another couple of scriptures that let's have a little bit more of what God says. First Timothy chapter 2 and verse 4 says, Talking about God. Who desires all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth? Who is going to do that? If, if, if God desires for all men to be saved and to come into the knowledge of the truth, who's going to show them, who's going to tell them about the truth? If we say, 
I'm not going there. Somebody invites you to their house. You say, they don't know. They don't don't go to church. Come on. Is that what God said? How, if he desires all men to be saved, see, Jesus is nobody. Nobody that was more sanctified than Jesus. Nobody. He was perfect. But I read in my Bible that he went to people's houses that were sinners. But he says, hey, Zacchaeus, you come on down. I got to come to your house today. You see what I'm saying? Jesus, he went where the people were. Now, he didn't go to join in. He went that he's going to show light. He's going to show the truth. He's not going to just talk to him about the truth. See, because where Jesus went, they followed him because he could do some miracles. I mean, and let me tell you, the anointing of God is not going to be on you like you want it on you if you are not set apart. If you join in with everything that come along, you're watching everything that come along, you're talking about everything that come along, and you're going to pray for somebody, come on. No, what you want is what Jesus said. I always do that, which I see my father doing. And so you want signs and wonders to follow you. If your loved one gets sick and the doctor said, well, they're in the fourth stage of cancer, so uh, hospice is about, about it. Here's a where the doctor said, hospice is it? He's in fourth stage. So, what did Jesus say? I mean, here's here's the latest son dead. I mean, I mean, coming out of the city that morning, and he just lays hand on the thing. The man gets up. He's alive now. So, can Jesus still do that through you? Yes, he can. But you're going to have to set yourself apart. But now don't be, don't think setting apart is getting away from people because that's not it. That's not it. Oh, my God, it's not it. John 17. We have two more verses I want to hit and then we'll, we'll close out. John 17. Let, let's go there. And, um, and y'all, know, y'all know what it is. Um, because that's the longest, you know, say a prayer of Jesus. He was praying to the Father in verse 15. says, I do not ask you to take them out of the world. Oh! Why not? I don't want no parts of this world. The world is dead to me. I'm dead to the world. Take me home. No. No. But to keep them from the evil one. They are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Sanctify them, so he's still, he, he hasn't changed now. He hasn't changed from sanctification. 
sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. As I sent, as you sent me into the world, I also have sent them into the world. For their sakes I sanctify myself, that they themselves also may be sanctified in the truth. So Jesus is the one saying, no, no, no. Yes, sanctification, yes. But let's go and mingle and take the truth. Because you don't have to even say anything to people for them to know you're different. You don't have to say anything. So some places you can't say something. In, 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 in some schools, when I was teaching school, you, I, you, couldn't, you can't go in there preaching the Bible and stuff like that. You can't do that. But they'll know you're different. They'll know you're different. Let's end with uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 5. Let's go there. In, 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 in there, verse 1, well, I don't want to go to 1 and 2 because that's only telling you that it was sin. There's sin going on here. This man uh, was having a moral relationship with his stepmama. Let's go to verse 5 of 1 Corinthians 5. Let's go to verse 9. Let's go to 9. Let's start there. And it says, I wrote you in my letter not to associate with immoral people. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I thought you said. He doesn't mean that you don't, you sanctify yourself, you, you, you set apart, and you, and you said we're supposed to mingle with the, the ungodly people. Now you're saying that, he's saying this. Well, read on. Verse 10 says, I did not, I did not at all mean that, mean the immoral people of this world. Oh, we can associate with the immoral people of this world. Or with the covetous, the swindlers, idolaters. For they, for then, you would have to be, have to go out of the world. So see, God is saying that if you're not going to associate with anybody, if you're not going to take the gospel, if you're not going to show the gospel, if you're not going to do anything for me, then I might as well take you out of the world. If, if you think the only thing I'm telling you to do, set yourself apart. Go to church, go home, don't go anywhere else. Don't go anywhere else. Because you might be around some unclean people. But he's saying, wait a minute, no, no. No, I'll have to take you out of the world if, if that's so. No, no, no. Verse 12 says, For that, for what, for what have I to do with judging outsiders? Outsiders, that means those who are not in Christ. Do you not judge those who are within the church? But those who are outside, God judges. So he said, remove the wicked man from among yourselves. Meaning that this person was in the church having a relationship with his stepmama, 
And he says that, I told you to be sanctified. And I told you to be set apart. Don't associate with people that are ungodly. But I don't mean the ungodly who are not saved. I mean ungodly that's in the church. I mean those who are in, in the church doing wrong. You put him out. You put him out. Now, later on, you need to know. They said, hey, look, uh, we put him out so that Satan will have a you know, field day with him. But now, bring him on back in once he repents. So, God is always a God that tries to uh, get a person to walk holy and ask for forgiveness and be humble. But if that person going to stay in sin... Leave them out. Leave them out. But the person who is not even born, and you know he's a sinner. I mean, he's, a, he's, a, he's living with two women. I don't mean not associate with him. Go and associate with him. But now this is what I want you to do. Listen to my voice, and then I'll tell you what to say and tell you what to do. That's what God is calling us to do as a church. The church, the called out assembly, he's calling us to reach out into the community, take Jesus, take Jesus. He's telling us, be sanctified, but I want you to also take the gospel, show them who I am, tell them who I am, and signs and wonders will follow. Because I am going to confirm my word with signs following. That's what he's saying. Father, is there anybody who, in the, they're hearing my voice, not just in this room, that may catch us on Facebook or something. Father, if, if, if they have not given their life to Jesus Christ, it must start there. Because Jesus says that his desire is for all to be saved and come into the knowledge of the truth. So that means that every single person, regardless of who you are, where you've been, what you've done, forgiveness is there for you if you repent and give your life to Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this message from Pastor Taylor and Cornerstone Community Church. We are located in Lynchburg, Virginia at 525 Old Graves Mill Road. You can find us online at cornerstonelynchburg.com, contact us by email, cornerstonecom at comcast.net, or call us at 434-847-4796. We pray the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance on you and give you peace.